that's what makes us tough. And we keep a coming. We're the people that live. They can't wipe us out. They can't lick us. The change has started, and the change in Detroit is real. We're back! Yeah, yeah, yeah! yeah. Detroit, Michigan! Here, you can actually see what you do affect a great American city, and it's, it's hopefully historical comeback. Welcome into Opportunity Detroit. Hi, this is Paul W. Smith. We're going to be welcoming B. Walderman, owner and CEO of Bees Detroit. Scott Botang will be here, founder and CEO of Priva Hair and Body. Kristen Collins, owner and designer of Abode Impressions. And finally, Garrett Pasiak, brand ambassador of Detroit City Distillery. It's all about Opportunity Detroit. Detroit, Michigan. Our first guest on Opportunity Detroit is B. Walnerman. B. is the proud owner and CEO of Bees Detroit, an event, cafe, and boutique co-working space in the heart of Eastern Market. She also has Bees Squeeze, a growing natural lemonade company. She is growing and on the go. In fact, you would find her in Cranes 20 in their 20s a year ago or so. We're happy to have her here on Opportunity Detroit. Nice to have you here, B. Oh, and thank you so much for having me. How many people say you've been a very busy bee, B? <laughs> you know what? Quite a, quite a bit, but I, I love all the bee puns, so I'll, I'll take it. Why not? You've turned it into a, a business. Tell me about <laughs> uh, Bees Detroit. Absolutely. Um, so our story is actually pretty interesting. My husband and I bought a building in Eastern Market in 2017. It was an old meatpacking building, and it was really cool, but unfortunately it had been abandoned for many years, and it was falling apart. So we actually had to get in there and almost completely tear it down. We were able to save one wall and then rebuild it from scratch. So we spent about two years doing that, and, of course, we had our big grand opening, um, you know, very end of February, early March 2020, we were only open for about two weeks before we had to completely shut down and kind of rethink our whole business plan. So uh, definitely not what we anticipated when we opened Bees. We intended to be more of this co-working space with this cafe. But when we reopened again um, in June 2020, we started offering our rooftop up to do tiny weddings. We could, you know, provide everything from the officiant. I even became ordained myself to marry the couples. Uh, florals, cake, champagne, all of that stuff that you need for your dream day uh, right there on our roof. And the events totally took off. So now we are also, you know, a, a wedding venue. We were named the top wedding venue in Detroit by our Best of Detroit last year. And events have become a major part of our business as well. Isn't that fabulous? And and our Detroit, uh, our magazine is so good. And I'm so thankful that they find and do the best of, and uh, for you to get yes. best of Detroit uh, in your 20s with a brand new company is really something special. Tell us, if you would be, Walnerman, tell us about yourself and your background. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I went to University of Michigan. I was actually a psychology major, but uh, always had this bug for business. I worked, my mom had a commercial printing company. I worked there for a while, but I knew I wanted to start my own business one day. So I actually started a corporate gifting company uh, that was very successful. And that kind of led me even to the idea of starting bees. I knew I wanted to 
give entrepreneurs a place to move out of their home and, you know, into a safe space with other like-minded individuals. And I wanted to do it in the city of Detroit. You're in Eastern Market. What, what is that like? And how long have you been there? Yeah. So, um, so like I said, we purchased the building in 2017, but we really didn't move in until 2020. So we're still relatively new to the neighborhood, but you know, everyone has embraced us with open arms and it's just such a wonderful community. You know, Saturdays are great. Everyone loves coming down. It's the hustle and bustle of the market, but even during the week, there's so many great local businesses and it's just, you know, that hardworking, that, you know, urban feel that, that we really just love. Yeah, that's because that's a spread. You buy the property in 2017, really open the business in 2020. Heck, a lot has changed in our society, but a lot has changed at Eastern Market in that period of time. All to your liking? Yes. I mean, so far, you know, so good. All the new businesses that have been moving in, they've all been, you know, very respectful of the history of the neighborhood and, you know, more than willing to collaborate with other neighborhood businesses. So I've had a really great experience there so far. Well, that's that is certainly uh, good news, and uh, I, I suspect that participating currently in the downtown markets uh, has helped your business by introducing it to people that don't maybe get over to Eastern Market that often. Absolutely. I mean, words can't even describe what it's done for our business. So um, our cafe is actually running the concessions inside Cadillac Lodge this year, so we're taking our really unique choose-your-own-adventure concept from our cafe, and we're bringing it downtown you can start with a base of either hot chocolate or coffee. You can add in a homemade flavor like salted caramel rosemary or vanilla honey, fresh winter mint or spiced ginger molasses. Uh, you can choose a milk if you want or even an eggnog. And then uh, something that we really love to do is top it with a signature garnish. So we have some really special craft marshmallows, a little cookie, some fresh donut holes or a candy cane. So you're building your own drink. It's super festo, you know, all that holiday fun. And it's just a delicious way to get a slice of bees. A slice of bees. Well, that's excellent. <laughs> Very good. Um, and uh, if if listeners want to help support your business, uh, you can take that as, as a, you know, wanting to support your business by buying some of your product, coming to the cafe uh, and uh, the co-working uh, space in the heart of Eastern Market. Uh, but... But another way that I would suggest is by buying your growing bees squeeze. I love lemonade. Tell me about <laughs> your natural lemonade company, Bees Squeeze. Yeah, so this is a really good story as well. So um, going back to, you know, the beginning of these, we're renovating this building. It's taking longer than we expected. And we want to do something really fun to get our name out there. So we actually found the smallest piece of land for sale um, right on the DeQuinder Cut in downtown Detroit. So we put a little lemonade stand there, called it Bee Squeeze. It was just supposed to be marketing for the summer to promote bees, the upcoming co-working cafe and event space. But then the lemonade company totally took off into its own direction. So uh, we had an intended to close it at the end of the summer, but we had stores and distributors saying, hey, how do we get our hands on your lemonade? And we said, all right got to find a way to produce this and, and really see where it can go. So believe it or not, we're now in 25 states with our lemonade. No. We have three delicious flavors. It's crazy, I know. Three delicious flavors, classic pink rose and lavender, uh, all completely natural. We have about a third less sugar. And we're just so excited to see, you know, where this company is headed because I have a good feeling it's going to be, you know, national pretty soon. I, I consider it national in, in 25 states. But, hey, you said <laughs> the three flavors, B, and I it, it dropped off. What are the three flavors oh, of no your problem. natural lemonade? 
Yeah, so it's a classic, just your good basic, the kind of lemonade that you loved when you were a child, and then we have a pink rose, and then we have a lavender. So we're going with that botanical trend. Uh, great on its own, great as a mixer if you want to add some alcohol, and it's just totally different from anything else out there. And lower sugar than we would generally expect in a lemonade. Correct. Oh, boy, that sounds that sounds really good. And you're obviously <laughs> shipping that if people go to... Uh, B B E A A B well actually bees B E A S bees squeeze all one word B E A S S Q U E E Z E bees squeeze yeah. and uh, she's got the pink rose the lavender and the good old classic lemonade flavor that I'm thinking about and making my mouth water right now as I'm thinking about it <laughs> Yes, what are you uh, thinking about for expansion besides getting into more states? 25 states is pretty good. But uh, when, well, let me ask you about that. When you say you're in 25 states, that doesn't mean you have to have bricks and mortar there, do you? No. So we're in major grocery chains um, in those states. You know, if someone wants to head to our website, you can actually see on our store locator um, exactly where those stores are. So you know, here in Michigan, we are in a lot of the local stores, but we're in some bigger stores as well, like Meyer and BJ's. Um, and then same with those other states. Usually it's their bigger grocery chains as well as some of their smaller, more boutique stores. But but we can buy directly from you. You don't you're not worried about uh, competing with your with your customers that carry uh, your wholesale yeah. customers. You're not competing with them. You can sell direct still without a, any problem. That is correct. Yep. We have a variety pack option on our website where you'll get two flavors of each. Um, also, for anyone local who's listening, you can purchase it by the case and pick it up from our Eastern Market location. Wow. What, what's it cost? Um, so, you know, it depends if it's a restaurant that's purchasing it. I got you. Um, we can do wholesale pricing, um, but usually the bottles retail for about two ninety nine. Two ninety nine for bottles. All right. Very good. What else do we need to know about B. Walnerman, uh, the owner and CEO of Bees Detroit? Uh, growth, we know, if you're trying to get into more states, into those stores. Uh, what about growth in product line? Yeah, so we're working on some new flavors that hopefully we'll be launching this upcoming spring. Um, and we're just, you know, open to exploring all options that come near us. I mean, we'd love to do something alcoholic one day. That's something we're looking into as well. Um, but really just kind of keeping our minds open and seeing what our, you know, our adoring fans want from us next. Keep up the good work. Boy, oh boy, we can hear why you were one of Crane's 20 in their 20s and why our magazine included you in their Best of Detroit. It's Bees Detroit, at Bees Detroit, or at Bees Squeeze for more information and to get a hold of the product. B. Walnerman, the owner and CEO of Bees Detroit, congratulations and thanks for being a part of Opportunity Detroit. Well, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed our time together and I hope to see everybody in person soon. We'll talk again soon as we continue on WJR. Next up on Opportunity Detroit, Scott Botang, founder and CEO of Priva Hair and Body. Founder and CEO uh, on a mission for change and opportunity in 2014 when he launched his soon-to-be legacy, Priva. And apparently Scott always had a passion for promoting self-love, pride, unity in the black community. Yet he realized that there were very few black and minority-owned businesses 
in southeast Michigan area, and more so Scott saw that black people were putting money into the same businesses that neglected to help uplift the community. So, Scott, you had a goal, and how's that goal going? You know, it was a lot of struggles, but I'm on the right path now, and I'm starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. That's excellent uh, news mm-hmm. to to pursue that goal, to open a beauty supply shop in your community that would mm-hmm. give back and empower those who supported your dream. Uh, mm-hmm. You did encounter some major setbacks when trying to secure the money for the business and had to explore other options. Tell us about that, Scott. Yeah, so um, years ago when I really start, first started, um, I was much younger than I am now, and a lot of people weren't willing to take a risk uh, with me in regards to, like, providing funding or even giving me a chance to uh, get a loan. And so what I had to do is step back a little bit, and I started online. Um, I started online, and that's not really the way I wanted it to go, but it actually was one of the best um, decisions that I had made because it really gave me the opportunity to reach clientele and customers all over the world. Well, good for you. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and frankly, you had to have a kind of a stick to that we found with entrepreneurs. Uh, yes. Instead of saying, well, I can't get the money, I this, and, and, and walking away, mm-hmm. um, and, and deciding to use uh, the business mentorship of your brother... And mm-hmm. uh, and to develop this online presence and all of that, I'm glad that it's all worked out very very well for you. Um, it, why don't you tell us just a little bit more about yourself and your background? Okay, um, so my name is Scott again, and I always knew at a young age I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Uh, so I tried to go. Well, I did go to college for a short period of time, and I realized that wasn't actually the path for me. Um, So I started, you know, my first business, Priva Hair, in the city, and um, I I failed at it the first time, you know, and I learned a lot of lessons, and that's how I got to where I am now. And now I have helped a lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs of all shapes and sizes start their businesses as well, Uh, but it really took the experience that I, all the failure that I had um, to get me where I am now. And so um, that's really, uh, that's a little bit of myself. There's more to, you know, to me, but um, yeah, that's pretty much it right now. <laughs> you you talk about lessons. What what would you say was your biggest lesson you had to learn this year? Oh, wow. Um, well, this year, uh, one of my biggest lessons oh, uh, was to learn to say no and when to let go. Um Looking back at it, I feel like my my failure or what was stopping me from growing was my association with some people from my past. You know, uh, sometimes we we thrive to go somewhere, but we can't take everyone with us. You know, and um, that was a hard lesson for me. I'm I'm a very nice person, but sometimes being too nice is not <laughs> not a good thing. You know, sometimes I just just couldn't say no. And as a thriving entrepreneur, that's not really a good characteristic to have, you Mm -hmm. know? So it it was hard. It was, you know, I've had to let friends go, that people go that I've known for all my life, you know, but it was a lesson that needed to be learned. And I think that I understand why now. I I suppose then if we would go back in time, that's one Mm -hmm. of the things you would do differently. Yes. If I, 
Yeah, if I could go back in time, I would have. That's one thing I wish I would have learned and, and, and been okay with that lesson. You know, just because you have to let people go doesn't mean that necessarily they're a horrible person or you're a bad person for doing so. But if you're headed somewhere and they can't go, just just let it go and, and just leave it at that. Don't dig too much into it. Don't beat yourself up. It's just a part of the growing process. And if you ask for something, you have to be prepared to receive it. If you're asking to be an entrepreneur, if you're asking to run a huge or, uh, corporation and build your own, you have to be prepared for whatever comes with that. And if yeah. I would have learned that lesson, if I would have learned that lesson years ago, I would have been, uh, not that I'm upset with where I'm at now, but I know I would have been way, way ahead. Further you know? ahead. So, further, yes, yes, yes. Scott Botang is the founder and CEO of Priva Hair and Body with us. So then, Scott, what other advice would you give to budding entrepreneurs looking to start a business? Uh, be passionate about what you actually want to do. Um, I've had a lot of, like, I, I've sat down with a lot of entrepreneurs, and they're like, hey, Scott, help me, you know, start a business. So we go through the whole process, getting them registered, you know, get the logo, get everything designed for them. And I, I, now they're at the point where they're ready to go. And then when they encounter their first roadblock, they give up. And then I discovered they weren't even really passionate about what, we, you, that, what they wanted to do. So my advice, don't just start a business just because everybody else is starting a business. But find something that you're actually passionate about. Because, again, when you hit that robot block, which you will, that will determine how passionate you are about it. And that way you won't give up so easily because you really have your heart in that, whatever you're doing. So that's one of my advice, um, some of my advice that I would give entrepreneurs. It would, it would seem also that uh, overall, and we've picked this up from a lot of folks that we've uh, shared time with here on Opportunity Detroit on WJR, and that is... The fact that it is Detroit is a, mm-hmm. is a big advantage. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm really thankful to be in the city. I'm actually a resident. Um, I lived in Southfield um, my, pretty much my whole life, and I moved downtown Detroit about five, six years ago. And I really see how much the city has changed and how much opportunity is right here in the city. And me being a resident, and me <laughs> having access to these resources have really helped me grow my business in a way I probably couldn't have in any other city. Now, if people want to learn more about uh, uh, Priva Hair and Body, uh, maybe uh, using your products or, or just mm-hmm. supporting you one way or another because they like to support uh, entrepreneurs in the Detroit area who start out a business and are living a dream, how do they, uh, how do, they do that? Well, we have a huge online presence, um, so they can uh, reach us on our Instagram, our Facebook, which is Priva Body, and that's P-R-E-V-A. And we also have a website, and that website is PrivaBody.com. Priva, P-R-E-V-A, PrivaBody.com. Anything else you want to add? Um, <laughs> well, uh, I don't think there's anything else I want to add, but I will say this. Um, I'm thankful for this opportunity, um, to speak with you. It was, uh, it was fun. <laughs> 
Well, I'm glad you had a good time. I hope it's helpful to your business as well. Thank you. Scott Botang, founder and CEO of Priva Hair and Body. And you learned from the beginning of our conversation that he had some difficulties, a major setback when trying to secure the money for the business. He had to explore other options, something you might go through if you're trying to start a business. And I hope his lessons were uh, were good for you as well. Uh, and we thank you again, Scott, for sharing that, opening up your soul and telling us about it. <laughs> thank you so much. Scott Botang, founder and CEO of Priva Hair and Body. You can go to privabody.com for more information as we continue on Opportunity Detroit. As we continue on Opportunity Detroit, next up, the owner and designer of Abode Impressions, who began considering design as a career as a freshman while studying in the Art and Design School at the University of Michigan. As a final project, students were asked to design a place where they could relax, and as luck would have it, Kristen designed a table, four coasters, and a beanbag chair so she could relax. Kristen Collins is the owner and designer of Abode Impressions, and she's come a long way from the table, four coasters, and a beanbag chair. Welcome to Opportunity Detroit, Kristen. Hi, thank you for having me. Now, when I watch uh, or take a look at your path, you entered your junior year, switched your degree program to architecture. You found yourself using the wood shop frequently. You knew then you wanted to have a business where you could design furniture and other home decor. Yet, even with this passion for design, you decided to pursue a graduate degree in real estate and urban planning at Cornell University. This should be a window into the minds of young entrepreneurs and the ability to kind of switch around and change things in the middle of whatever you're doing. Yeah, that that's right. I mean, I think, you know, as you learn, as you grow, you have new interests. Uh, and that's really what happened um, to me. I mean, even during my degree program at Michigan, I'm studying architecture. Um, I knew I had this passion for furniture and design, um, but I had taken some other classes in real estate and urban planning and said, oh, well, this sounds good right now. I'll just pursue a graduate degree. Um, and I think, you know, you just keep going, you find new interests, one path leads to another, and um, here I find myself um, starting a boat impressions, and, you know, I'm very happy with the choices I've made so far. Well, good for you. Um, so then tell us about Abode Impressions so we fully understand. Sure, sure. So Abode Impressions, I started it a year, about 13 months ago now. Um, and the purpose of it is to provide um, functional home decor while also providing modern art um, to my customers. <clears throat> and so it's, it's a dual function. Um, we provide a variety of products from uh, serving trays, decorative trays. I am still doing coasters, um, wine stoppers, just a bunch of um, different home decor pieces, but every piece is hand-painted or hand-tiled um, by myself, and so no two pieces ever come out the same, and so I think that adds to the piece of art that you have, that you have something that's definitely unique that um, no other person uh, will ever have from our, our shop. So. Uh, 
um, Abode Impressions is definitely a custom, you know, the tagline is custom home decor, and that's because, you know, it truly it truly is custom um, for every home. So if it's 12 to 13 months ago, you truly are a company, Kristen Collins, with Abode Impressions, born of the pandemic. <laughs> yes, that that's for sure. Uh, I think just like so many other people, uh, when I finished my degree program, um, at Cornell, I went straight into my full-time job in consulting um, and just found found myself, you know, working from home. The day ended, and I think it got a bit monotonous just sitting on the couch watching TV, binge-watching shows, um, of course, spending time with my immediate family that I was living with. Um, but I, I needed something else, another outlet. And for me, that's always been design and um, just being creative. And so I just started um, playing around with some products that I found online. uh, And it just kept going from there. I mean, one thing, like I said, one thing leads to another. You keep practicing, keep making. Um, And I started the company in October of last year um, after just, you know, playing around with products and creating new things. One of the uh, kind of uh, themes that's running through our program today is not only Uh, how participating in the downtown markets has has helped all of our entrepreneurs, but also the idea that if you have a passion, no matter what, it always finds its way back to you. And that happened with you. Yeah, it it definitely did. Like I said, I mean, I've been painting since I was younger. Uh, When I first went to Michigan and started studying art and design, um, I enjoyed it, but I knew I wanted to try some other things, learn um, other avenues. And so, um, you know, I pursued those other things. But as mentioned, too, you know, like you said, your passions, you know, they never go away. Um, Even before uh, starting a Bold Impressions, I just still would do other projects on the side. Um, just for myself, just it was just fulfilling to do art, um, to create things for me. And um, I definitely do think, you know, whatever you're passionate about, it's, gonna, it's something like in the back of your mind um, that just keeps nagging at you until you pursue it. I mean, I think to what extent you pursue it is totally up to the individual. But um, I think, you know, when you start to pursue it, you only want to do it more and more. Um, and so that's definitely what happened to me. That. You wanted to do more and more, and you yeah. have been feeding your passion. So what would you say is the the future? What's the vision for Abode Impressions? What's What, is, what are we going to find Abode Impressions doing a year from now? Sure, sure. So the goal for me, I believe, is um, wholesale, whether that be to, uh, you know, different luxury, like retail home decor stores. Um, whether that's to boutique hotels and restaurants, um, that's really what's next um, for me. I think a storefront, uh, it may be something small down the line, but definitely uh, wholesale. So, you know, if there's ever anyone listening that has um, avenues into those areas, whether it's the hotels or restaurant industries, um, I'd definitely be interested in connecting with those people. All right, very good. And uh, do you have some favorite products from your brand? Yeah, the trays are definitely, the serving trays are definitely my favorite, um, specifically for the downtown markets. Um, Well, so when I first started, I only uh, had these round wood, they're an acacia uh, wood tray. 
And so they're all hand-painted as well. And that's what I started with. But for the downtown markets, I decided to expand. You know, having that space is a good opportunity to try out different products. And so I did. And so I added um, some silver trays, gold trays. I mean, just trays of all different sizes and shapes. Um, And so that's really been my favorite product to test out, to try. And I think the customers, it's definitely shown that they've enjoyed it, too. Um, so the serving trays are definitely my favorite product by far to TA. Excellent. And and did I did I hear you say correctly that you hand paint much of this work by yourself? Yes, that, that's correct. Uh, so all the trays are hand painted um, by me. I use an acrylic paint and um, what's called a pour technique. And uh, I top all of my trays with epoxy, a, a food grade safe epoxy. Uh, which gives it this, like, glossy finish um, and so that it is usable for food, um, for just different knickknacks that you have around your house. And so that's where the duality of having a piece of functional decor as well as a piece of uh, modern art comes into play. Hmm. So Kristen Collins, owner and designer of Abode Impressions, how can our Opportunity Detroit listeners find you and do business with you? Sure. So you can find us. We have a direct website um, that you can look at and buy through abodeimpressions.com. We're on Instagram at abode.impressions, as well as on Facebook at Abode Impressions. Abode being A-B-O-D-E, abodeimpressions.com, and on social media, as she mentioned. Well, congratulations. Continued good luck and success to you, Kristen. Thank you so much. A lot of uh, young entrepreneurs that we're meeting today, that being Kristen Collins, owner and designer of Abode Impressions, as we continue on Opportunity to Try. Finally, an opportunity to try a very special conversation with Garrett Pasiak. He's brand ambassador of Detroit City Distillery. Now, the reason I say uh, special, it's because I just met Michael Forsyth on my morning show, Monday through Friday, 5.30 till 9, and he came on the air to talk about their Punchki Vodka that they came up with last year for Detroit City Distillery. And it was on the day that after 9 o'clock, people were going to be able to go online and buy it and go and pick it up at the curbside service at their tasting location. And he said, this year, Paul, we've made five times more. We've distilled five times more of the Punsky Vodka because we sold out so quickly last year. Well, guess what? I got a note from Michael saying, thank you so much. They went on sale at 9 o'clock with five times more vodka this year than last and sold out in 22 minutes. There's a lot of reasons for that. One is it's excellent quality. That happens to be excellent quality, good old Polish potato vodka, which is important. It's not flavored vodka. It's distilled with punchki in it. And Garrett, you have been a part of this, born and raised in Detroit, in the local service industry for over a decade. You graduated Wayne State University, worked in human resources, corporate event management. And that passion for food, drink, and hospitality led you to where you are today. 
serving spirits from Detroit City Distillery, Garrett Passiak. Congratulations, Garrett. Thank you so much, Paul. It's a lot going on there at your distillery, Detroit City Distillery. A lot going on, and so far, so good. Absolutely, one hundred percent. We all we always call it Punchki Madness. Uh, <laughs> the uh, when when it sold out in twenty two minutes, uh, we, we had lots betting against. We we someone predicted noon. Uh, most of us predicted in about three days, but to see that twenty two minutes just shocked us. So we've been working around the clock. All the production folks over there um, just really, really uh, got to be proud. Uh, really love the fact. Very proud that it sold out in twenty two minutes. So. Oh, I can only imagine. And by the way, uh, having tasted it on the air the other morning, it's really good. It's it's tasty. It's it's delicious. You can tell it's a good quality Polish potato vodka at its base. And, you know, you think about this, if you will, Garrett, in the Roaring Twenties, Detroit fueled prohibition and an entrepreneurial spirit that didn't follow the rules. And now we're looking at, you know, what, a century later, and eight childhood friends started a small distillery to make alcohol the old-fashioned way. How did that come about? How did eight it's childhood really, friends figure that out? It's a really interesting story, uh, a lot of fun to it. Uh, suburb right outside of Lansing, Bath, Michigan, it's farm country. And uh, you, you had Michael and our head distiller, uh, John Paul, we call him JP. Uh, just high school, uh, known each other since the age of three. Uh, Long story short, what they were doing, they were in high school, and they said, you know something? You know, you start experimenting with fun stuff in high school. They said, why don't we go ahead when our, uh, in just like the entrepreneurial spirit, let's not follow the rules. Let's start making our own, um, you know, alcohol, just like they used to do way down in Bourbon County, Kentucky. And uh, they went ahead, downloaded a uh, little PDF uh, when their parents were asleep back in the 90s. <laughs> and uh, they, they went to the hills, and they started making their own uh, moonshine. I think they called it prune juice, made of grapes, <laughs> yeast, and water. So, but uh, hey, when you're when you're in high school, you do that. What I call the uh, the three uh, the three rules: you uh, plug, chug, and chase, and it got the job done. Um, then uh, what ended up happening? You know, they all grew up technically, and they went ahead and decided, you know, something we want to make a high quality spirit. Um, John Paul, JP, ended up getting his uh, Ph.D. in microbiology from Michigan State. Went ahead and uh, worked for a uh, brewing company, and they said, you know something? I want to make award-winning spirits. I want it Michigan only, um, and I want to do it in the city of Detroit. Uh, reason being, uh, John Paul's grandfather used to be a bootlegger and a butcher in the Eastern Market. Um, so, again, right around like six, seven years ago, they said, you know something? Let's go ahead. Let's put a 50-gallon copper pot still. Um, in an old meat house, and let's open up a distillery. High-quality grains, all from Michigan. All the barrels are from a cooperage, uh, Crow's Nest Coopery, right outside of Grand Rapids. And they just went to town. And the spirits were such a hit, uh, won a lot of awards. You have the uh, gold medal for the Butcher's Cut Bourbon um, at the American Distillation Institute in Bourbon County, Kentucky. And good news, in 2020, our homegrown rye went ahead and won double gold in San Francisco Spirits Competition uh, so we're really, really proud of that. Uh, just having the roots in Detroit, having Michigan in uh, in a bottle. So it's fabulous, and and generally you're using the finest local ingredients sourced directly from the the farms near your distillery and the tasting room located in uh, in our famed Eastern Market. 
it's it's really heartwarming to see. I just want to make sure you're talking about wanting to do it in Michigan specifically, but you want it to be available around the country eventually. Eventually, that would be ideal. Uh, but of course, we're rooted in Detroit, and uh, you know, getting that production up. Got Michigan. We are in uh, Illinois. Uh, primarily in Chicago, but the goal is eventually just to get recognized because of that award-winning flavor and taste of Michigan. We want to let everyone know that Michigan Detroit City Distillery um, can just pretty much compete with all the big guys all across the country, so... Well, that's that's exciting, Um, and, and I'm excited for you. We wish you well. We're gonna we're gonna follow you along the way. Give you some some time from time to time to talk about that award-winning bourbon and the gin and the other vodkas and rye and whiskeys, all artisanal, uh, small batches, if you will. As it turns out, for Punchki Day, too small a batch again. Yeah. I don't know if there's such thing as too small a batch of Punchki Vodka. but <laughs> there, there isn't. I can only imagine yeah, yeah. how many you're going to have to distill for next year. It was at the New Palace Bakery. Were you using their punch key? Is that if I remember? Yep, absolutely. Steve Orczykowski is our, uh, our Polish distiller, as we call it. Um, yeah, it was an experiment. And uh, yeah, New Palace Bakery. So again, we wanted to go ahead. Of course, the vodkas from Poland. We wanted to go ahead and get that Detroit tie to Hamtramck, which is obviously a staple for the Polish community. Um, but yeah, New Palace Bakery, probably honestly the best punch keys you can get around. So. Well, you sent me uh, some punch keys and uh, and some vodka, and I was a very happy boy. And you've done a great job. People can find you at DetroitCityDistillery.com, DetroitCityDistillery.com. Give my best to Michael Forsyth and the rest of the gang, Garrett. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Garrett Pasiak, the brand ambassador for Detroit City Distillery. That's it for today. Thanks to all of our guests. Wake up with me Monday through Friday from 5.30 till 9 right here on WJR. Regards, Paul W. Smith.